podcast world it's your boy jay money i'm just kidding this is jordan guys welcome back to front sight thank you so much for listening um you know i just wanted to let you guys know every single not every podcast but a lot of our podcasts we really do intentionally pray for each of you guys um before we start um and throughout the week as well we we are praying intentionally for you personally um i know myself i pray for specific uh, men in my mind either before or throughout the week and so I just want to let you guys know we're praying for you and we are intentional and we are personal and we are we're speaking right to you and so I just want to introduce these personal loving men oh. around the table <laughs> that that little chuckle came from Pastor Ron our host that was me that okay <laughs> that, that little gutzel and right. then uh, over across from me we have another pastor uh, some pastors, you don't know how they get there, but here he is, <laughs> Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> what in the world? Oh my gosh. Yo, Pastor Ronnie, say what's up. What's up? Okay, and then, you know, my boy, uh, I sometimes you don't believe in, in genetic modification. Mm, you mm. don't believe in uh, the ability to make clones okay. until you see me and Jacob. Yeah. Here's Jacob. Say what's up, Jacob. Oh, what's up, Jacob? Okay. <laughs> All right, and you know what? Like, wait, can I can I address the 166.6 pound gorilla in the room? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> also speaking, <laughs> once again, it's Jordan Largashpata. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, I have a confession to make, and I promise you, this does not mean anything about my spiritual life. Oh. Um, but I stepped on the scale the other day. Okay. And what came up was right. what Ronnie was just referencing. I was 166.6 pounds. Oh, oh man. Mm. Oh. I, I don't know. I had to, like, I had Looks to go. like you're in the right place, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. We are in the end times. And so, anyways, I'm starting a calisthenics <laughs> workout challenge now. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are. I can't have that again. I thought you said you fixed that by immediately. Uh, what? Taking oh, care of your yeah. business. All I don't right. know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny when you, when you did that on the scales. Jean was like, whoa, I see three sixes. <laughs> <laughs> got to go eat a hamburger. Yeah. I got to do something, bro. That's, you know, I'm, I'm working out now. So hopefully, you know what? Y'all should, y'all should work out too. You're working out? 166.4. What? And I know I, t- I said at the beginning of the podcast that I think about you guys personally, and I'm personally thinking about a couple guys that need to be working out right now. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, okay. just kidding. <laughs> I'm looking at one. <laughs> oh, man. Stop looking at Jacob like that, man. <laughs> oh, me. Well, yeah. What are we talking about today? I don't know, but I really feel unsafe around Ryan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Up until that moment, nothing in that intro were we talking about <laughs> until right then. Yeah. Okay. So if you dialed into this, it's um, dads. How do you, what is your role um, in protecting kids in an unsafe world? Now, let me be very narrow and specific at first. So there's a lot going on right now in the headlines. So yes, we want to be as specific as we can about what are we seeing in national world news now, yeah. but also... 
Like, just because it's in the news today and it's a topic doesn't mean like the next six months is going to go silent. You're going to hear stuff every day. You're mm-hmm. going to hear of uh, mass shootings. You're going to hear of violence. I mean, they're going to encounter um, violence at school in maybe minor or small ways. Like, they're going to hear conversations um, in public. They're going to see things on television mm-hmm. or social media that maybe, obviously, they see for the first time, and then there's so much of it that they can see too much of oh, it yeah. and not know how to handle it. Yeah, this, yeah. this amount Tyrannical of information. oppression, oppression, yeah. yes. all kinds of things that are yes. scary. Yeah, we have never lived in an age where information is so ready and just pushed in your face. Yeah. yeah. Even for kids. Right. Like, if you have if you have eyes and you can see ads, then they're going to try to, like, push information into your face. Right. Yeah. Because that's what, that's, I mean, like, whatever makes money is what people are going to be doing. Yeah, like I, as a kid, I don't remember watching, um, you know, this much or having, let me say it this way, having this much news available to me constantly where I heard what was going on. And I never really heard my parents talk a whole lot about it. I think if I were to spend time on it thinking yeah. they did, and it was, a, I think, appropriately spoken about. But I, I didn't grow up with the the chicken little syndrome. Like I never felt like the sky was going to fall on me as a mm. kid. Mm. And we're hearing that a lot now. We're mm-hmm. hearing from a lot of moms and dads through Encourage Radio. We're hearing from a lot of dads. They're like, hey, my kid's having a tough time sleeping at night. Or how do I tell them about what's happening in the world? Do I tell them about what's happening in the world? And so we want to give somewhat of a, an umbrella conversation today. Uh, by umbrella, I mean, we're trying to cover as many personalities, yeah. home dynamics, spiritual conditions um, as possible, because there are so many factors that go into this, but there are enough um, baseline ways to approach it that hit every family. Mm-hmm. But dads, we we want to equip you on what is your role. Yeah. Like, how, what do you say? When do you say it? When you hear stuff. So let's talk about this, all right? So how do, how do you protect your kids when you're hearing of war and violence and um, obviously the global headline news now and people are just predicting financial collapse. They're they're predicting, you know, we're going to run out of food. They're yeah. predicting, you know, all the countries are coming against each other. You know what I heard recently? What? I, you know how everyone's like, oh, the world is heating up, and that's going to be like global warming, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Right? It's like the world's getting too hot. Okay. Apparently, I've I've heard, like, I think re- like recently scientists are like, no, wait, it's actually good that the world is getting hot. If it gets too cold, that's the problem. Uh, what? So it's like, I feel like it's starting to switch on us. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? That- I mean, that information, the, the whole science behind all that is, I think, the more irritating thing. Yeah, yeah. For, exactly. For, for most logical like, fathers, because anyone who ever grew up, uh, you know, in a sane, normal world realized that a greenhouse is good to grow things. Right. And, yeah. the, and the planet is much more fertile when there is more CO2 uh, prevalent and because yeah. they also uh, absorb more, more, you know, nature. And we have more than an abundance of, of God's no, creation yeah. to absorb CO2. But I mean, more. like, the point of that is, like, there's going to be, like, so many headlines that are yeah. going to be telling you one thing. And then, like, as soon Flipping as you're done, itself, as soon yeah. as you're done worrying about it, they're going to change it to be something else that's going to be worse. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Good, great point. A- absolutely. So that's right. So how do you approach the headlines with that? Dad, what is your role in that? I'm going to give you a guiding principle. And it's it's a guiding principle, to be honest with you, that's a, a number one guiding principle for parenting, 
but for dads. So I still, if you if you will, on the topic of uh, you know saving our boys, this is spot on with that. But now, obviously, we're talking about your kids as a whole and your wife as well. So what is your role um, if you if if you have a house that is full of headlines and hysteria? Uh, maybe they're losing sleep. Maybe they're a little bit more anxious. You need to take the lead in that, and mm-hmm. you have a huge role in establishing um, that safety. Uh, you, if, if anything God has given men, I think it's the ability that when we as a dad walk into a room, our kids should feel safe, sometimes even without words. Mm-hmm. They should just know that, wow, what God has given me is in the room. Here's the guiding principle. Number one, if you're going to protect your children and you're going to understand your role, well, the guiding principle is this, you need to know your children, Mm. okay? You know your children, okay? You need to understand their personalities, listen, their maturity level, listen to this, as well as their personal ability to process tragic news. That is is true. You have to know that. Mm. Now, I'm going to teach you like, how to do that. So now stop and think about a number of things we've said. Your children are born into the world at the bottom of the ocean of emotion, right. meaning mm-hmm. most of the things that happen to them are the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when they're little, we know they've never walked. We know they've never held a fork. Mm-hmm. We know they've never stepped out into traffic. So like all those, but as they sort of get older, we tend to forget that so many things are first for them. Yeah. Like, this is the first time of them hearing about war. This is the first time of them hearing, um, you know, such difficult language or rude language. Yeah, and I mean beyond bullying. Like, as they grow older, they're now paying attention to, like, ridiculous human behavior. Mm -hmm. They're now seeing, like, uh, what a fallen world looks like, feels like, smells like. Mm -hmm. Because, Mary, for the most part, when they're in your arms and they're in certain environments, you know, they're watching good kids programs and they're reading cool little books and you know, the wheels of the bus go round and yeah. round kind of a deal. They're playing with nice fuzzy stuff. Well, there comes a point when all of a sudden they're exposed to more and more. Right. Yeah. How, what is the guiding principle? You have to know their maturity level as well as their spiritual maturity level. Right. You're saying, well, Pastor Ron, you're talking like my, my son or daughter right now is 18 months old. Listen, they are still spiritual beings. They may yeah. not be children of God, but they are created children of God, meaning they've come to faith in Christ. Okay, but they're still created as spiritual beings. Right. They are not created outside of the created hand of God. That's okay? good. And then they become a spiritual being. No, God made them, meaning God's already hardwired in their DNA to be able to receive his voice. It's just up to them to choose or reject. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. what do I mean by that? So you have to understand, like, is your child prone to worry? Mm. Like, do you know that? Is your child a worrier? And how do they worry? Now, stop. When we worry as adults, we kind of talk it out or we show it. Mm. And now in adults, we can see you're a worry wart. Like you you bring it up. You're constantly asking. You're a little fidgety. You're sort of anxious. Um, Maybe you're irritable in this area. But with kids, since they don't know what worry is, they don't necessarily know how to act it out. Yeah. So you have to uh, be able to identify, is your child prone to worry? Now, Are they thinking about this thing too much? Exactly. Like, or do they keep bringing it up? Like That might not seem like worry yes. to, to an adult, 
Right. But to a kid, it's like if that's overcoming their thoughts more than like the day to day kind of stuff. Well, like, you know, you've identified Jordan work with middle schoolers. There's some middle schools, uh, boys that sort of delve into to books like it's good that they read, but yep. they delve into certain material and they kind of get lost in the fantasy, mm-hmm. if you will, of that. Yeah. Which I get that. That's and it's okay. not just like books. There's a lot of it's way, way more prevalent for boys to be falling into the fantasy of like video games mm. and like shows and like any like fantasy kind of stuff. Right. There's a lot of that where they're just kind of wanting the escape from probably a lot of the headlines and stuff that they're okay, hearing. Okay, see, you're hitting, yeah. you know. But but it's but it's also it's you know using your point, you see a lot of the art imitating life. Uh-huh. So with video games and movies, everything like pandemics, war, yeah. you know, like you you play, you know, uh, what do you call it? The uh, um, Call of Duty yeah, or whatever the advanced right. modern warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're being invaded by the Russians. The you right. know, we're in the you know in New York City. Things are getting nuked, and th- that's what they're that's what they're doing in their recreational time. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know. So yeah. they're, they're, it's it's from all directions. So and, yeah, yeah. So there's there's still like worry added on to worry. It's kind of weird. No, 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 no. You're right in the way you're saying it. It's it's we have to learn how to see it. Yeah. Every person is a worrier. Every one of us worry about something, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is worry really quick? Worry is the opposite of, of worship, where worship is reliance mm. upon God, and you're constantly meditating wow. on God. Mm. Um, so worry is the opposite, but it's the That's negative really side. Okay. So worry is like constantly thinking about problems yeah. and, uh, and potential harmful scenarios, uh, the what-ifs, whereas worship is thinking about promises and the future and the hope of a better. That's okay? so good. Wow. I mean, that even applies to people who, like, in worship settings when you're, like, in the worship center. Oh, yeah. there's people worshiping, and then there's the people who are obviously not. Right. That comes from yeah. worry. That's so crazy. One, 100%. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. That's cool. Oh, they are complete opposites of each other. Why do you think God tells us to worship? Because it's a replacement principle that teaches. Mm. Well, your kids are hardwired to worship. They mm. are. Um, and so we see that like an adventure camp. But again, the guiding principles know your children. Like ask, ask some of these questions about your children. Is your child prone to worry? How would you identify it? Here's another one. Does he or she have a strong personal walk with the Lord? Mm. Now, that can be any age. I'm just telling you, um, through all my years of ministry, there are children that will actually, the parents will come to me often and say, they've asked me a really, really hard question, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to answer it. And to be fair, there's some really hard questions yeah. that kids ask. No, for real. Like, I, you know how uh, most of my cousins are adopted. Yeah. And my brother's also adopted. Right. They're starting to get to that age where they're starting to ask those really hard questions. Yeah. And it's like, bro. And dang. where does that come from? Like those, they come from thoughts exactly. somewhere. Like yeah. there's something processing internally that's mm-hmm. making them ask that. Well, that obviously is the work of the Holy Spirit at a very young age. So right. we teach parents to, to one, to listen to the Holy Spirit. Why? Not just for you, but so you can hear his voice and then you can identify how he's working in your child's life, yeah. which will answer this. But understand that each child will is given a a, um, a spiritual DNA. Mm. Again, they're created as spiritual beings. So that means God's going to begin talking to them. How, like, do you know what your kids pray for and how they pray? Yeah. Um, instead of you praying, have you ever tried to say, why don't you pray? And just listen to their prayers. It may be eight words long, but it'll tell you a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. What are they reading? We're going to get into that. Here's another one, how to know your children. Um, do they, does he or she, um, need time to reflect on events before engaging in deeper discussions? 
So like when something happens, can you see the wheels turning, in other words? And that ought to be a cue to you that, okay, something's processing inside, Mm -hmm. that if I don't help them process that, it could be an unhealthy pattern of thought. Yeah. These are things, this is what it means to know your children, okay? Here's a guiding principle. Your children will hear what you say through their own emotional lens and spiritual condition. Mm. Wow. They're filtering that. That's true. So you got to understand, please, please, please don't don't mistake this. Just because your kid looks like they're stargazing and smelling daisies, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you may think they're disengaged is what I'm saying. They're not. Yeah. Remember, they're born at the bottom of an ocean of emotion and experience. So everything that's happening to them, it's being filtered some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're thinking, what does this mean? What, why did this happen? Why do I feel? They just don't know how to ask those questions. Yeah. We as adults even have to be trained by psychologists, you know, counselors, Christian counselors, obviously, to know how to process our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why do we pay to go to a counselor for the maintenance that is needed, which we do, we all should. It's to help us like filter things appropriately, process them appropriately so they come out appropriately. Right. Remember, your children have never had that training. Yeah. Mm. So you have to be the one that sees that in them. No matter the age, children are going to reveal what's bothering them. Mm. They'll either do it in the way they play by themselves, how they play with their siblings, how they mm-hmm. play with others. They'll do it through art. They'll do it through drama. They'll do it through skits. It They'll has do, to come out. It, it has to come out, Yeah. yeah. right? What's been received in is being processed and eventually... It has to come out. So you know your children, like, choose to listen um, to their words and then watch their actions. I love being a student of people. I actually, one of the things I love doing is I I love watching people. Mm. And I love it because that helps me as a pastor because then you can obviously be better at sort of, quote, unquote, reading the room. Yeah. So you'll know who you're preaching to and what, you know, what, what the congregation um, is experiencing. You need to learn how to read your children, mm-hmm. and we're going to show you how to how to pull out of them what's inside of them, so you can help them process what's around them. Yeah. Okay. So now here's here's a good point when it comes up to your kids about an unsafe world. Don't don't make up stories to make the world seem like it's safer, and don't ignore your children's questions. Mm. Like, don't air condition, you know, a bad situation. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Don't dismiss it. Yeah, you have to help them process and process appropriately, but also don't give your children more information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than they need or have asked for. Wow, that's good. I wish I had time to go through the age-appropriate stages. We'll try to mention that, but yeah, be careful how much you give your kids and know how they can receive it. Yeah, I, I've experienced. I mean, like Harlan's very, very investigative, you know, yeah. about things, right? And of course, you're going to run into things that are just pure evil. Yeah. And so one thing that I found has started to work and we've ta- we've talked about this years for years now pastor Ron um, but one of the things that I found has personally worked is letting or reminding him I should say reminding him that God is in complete control. There's not anything that's happened that isn't happening under his direct control and watch. Right. And God holds the rulers accountable. Yeah. Uh, right. And in fact, God, he has a special level of accountability for rulers. And, you know, Ephesians 6 reminds us that our struggle is against the rulers of this world. Yeah, right. And so 
uh, amongst other things. And so, you know, while there's evil happening and tyranny and oppression and all the kinds of things that come from that, uh, there's also the fear of God is more powerful than the fear of what right. any man can do. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so my, my thing has always been, we fear God. We don't fear yeah. Well, what all these people are doing, God will supply our needs when we need them. Right. At yeah. the time we need them. You That's know? good. Um, but it just, because it, sometimes it's a lot. Yes. You know? It's like, you know, in one day he could somehow get four things of information. You know, like you said, it's coming out of, you know, it's, he's watching a Adventure Academy and a, a news headlines. You know, right. Exactly. Right. So right. You, you, you just get it. And so you have to just constantly remind that God's in complete control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So that, that's what I mean in terms of like really know your children and be aware of them. So, all right. So how do you, how do you get to know your children? Number mm. one. Okay. This is your role in protecting, believe it or not. The number one thing you can do as a dad is ask questions. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling if you think your child is exposed to stuff like violence and bullying and, uh, I don't know, you know mass shootings, war, uh, find a quiet time to check in with them. And, and maybe, depending upon your child, don't say like, Hey, son, at 11 o'clock tonight, I'm going to check in with you on what are your thoughts on war. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, just do it a, while you're doing something. Yeah. yeah. While you're just mowing. Like make it small talk, kind of. Yeah, make it small talk. Do it while you're doing something. Yeah. Now, why do I say that? Not to be distracting. Especially yeah. to boys. Especially to boys. And, well, my girls as well. And, and not, not to be distracting, not to do a soft sell, but listen to me, what I'm about to tell you, because while you're doing something... Notice their behavior when you start that project, and then when you bring up a topic, notice their behavior when you bring up that topic. Mm. I will intentionally still to this day put my girls in environments where we start a conversation and we're doing something, and I want to see the body language. I want to see mm. do the shoulders go down, do the eyes blink, do the head move, do they pull inward, do they pull out, Are they what words are they used before, what words are they using now, did they not use the same words, do they close up, do they clam up, do they open up more? Like, what happens? Yeah. Like, I want to see in that environment that we're working on something, whether it's doing dishes, whether it's doing laundry, whether you're reading a book. And, hey, by the way, have you heard about this? By the way, that's one of the questions you ask is, what have you heard about the X, war? Y, Z, yeah. yeah, what have you heard about mm. this or that? Like, find out. And they go, well, I'm nothing, Dad. Okay, cool. I'll get to point two, what do you do when they say that? But my point is the reason why you put them in an environment where you're doing something is you can watch to see how the body language changes while you're doing something. Yeah. Tells you a lot about what they're thinking. Exactly. It ha- Like to Jordan's point, it has to come out, and it'll come out in small little ways. You'll see inconsistencies of words, inconsistencies of actions. And again, it's not like you're trying to find something like bad, like, aha, mm. I saw your shoulders go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. But you're saying to yourself, okay, all right, yeah. that resonated. And so, like, okay. you almost don't even want to respond to that when it does happen. In some, in some respects, no. Yeah. Just now, mental notes. Yes, exactly. Mental yeah, notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, switch gears really quick, and then I'll come back to it. If you're if you're disciplining a child oh. and you find an inconsistency, then you deal with yeah, it. Yeah, you have to. Mm. Right? So, to so go what do back, you mean by that? What do you mean? Okay, so if I'm talking to one of my girls, and I'm like, hey— you know, when I came in today, I'm just going, I don't know, I'm making something up right now. I came in today and I noticed the the dishes weren't done. Okay. Okay. For instance, and I say, all right, so you know, we went over this today and so forth. Yeah, dad. 
And then I, I'm talking along the way, and I'm just I'm just talking. And all of a sudden, I see an inconsistency. I'm like, so hang on. What I just noticed was this. So that tells me this. And like, oh, they do what you just did. Yeah. They go, oh. <laughs> so you point it out. Yeah. But as you're learning your children how they're processing filters, you might not want to call it out at that moment. Now, mm. that's up to your discretion. Mm. You call it out in terms of discipline to say, well, here's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. You use it as information as a dad when you see it to say, okay, well, that was a that was a keyword. That was a trigger word. That was a processing word. Okay. okay, so now I know that. And you either keep that in the back of your mind, one, so you can see if they grow from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you bring up that trigger word, and you no longer get the same response. You're like, mm-hmm. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like okay. they've grown through that trigger yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense. That's cool. So how do you do that? So for, you ask, what have you heard about? I mean, I thought of something okay, else. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Another way to gain insight on your children is, like, we've talked about this in Encourage Radio, I believe, but it's like asking, like, your highs and lows for the day. That's another good and one. And they, you know, something that they're thinking of, that could be something that you could see, like, oh, they're repeating this. Like, they're they keep thinking about this. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just yeah. I've actually used that to actually deprogram when they come back and say uh-huh. the world's falling. I'm like, wow, you didn't mention that when I asked what your low point. So the world was about to end, but uh-huh. it, it clearly wasn't that. Mm. And they go, uh-huh. well, you know, I well, maybe I wasn't thinking about that. I'm like, well, that's a good thing, right? You're not. Right. That's the whole point. You're not yeah. in control, so don't worry about it. Yeah. No. No. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was talking to somebody the other day, a parent on the on the ride home, and they said, I forget what they said, and I said, my girls are they're all in their twenties now, and I'm still finding out things that happened with friends or high school or dance yeah, or moments. Or, I, yeah. I'm like, what in the world? Like, why did you never tell me that? And I'm like. I thought I asked enough questions. My point is, like sometimes we 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 you know we do ask the questions, but it's so deep seated that they do suppress it. Like yeah. it, and oh, it may yeah. not come out until yeah. years later. Or they had the with our girls were awesome with each other. Like they had their own little tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Which is so, and they still do it till today. Like there's they have their little sister chat in text that goes on, and they sort of help each other solve problems. And I think that one is so cool. Um, you know, and, and, and so forth. But you ask questions, and Jacob, you brought a great point. Ask, like, what was your high? What was your low? Here's another one. Ask, how did that make you feel? So when they tell mm. you something, um, mm. always ask that. Like, how did that make you feel? Now, hang on. Here's So number one is ask questions. Say, so what did, Dad, what is your role in protecting your kids in, in, world of, in a world of mass violence and, and, and difficult language and, and the world's falling apart? Right. How do you protect Number two, try your best to talk about those scenarios first. Mm. Okay. Before they're introduced to it? Absolutely. I got so, you. So so an age-dependent conversation. Age-dependent yeah. conversation. Okay. So if you have – if this was the, these were the days before GPS and in a phone <laughs> and all of that, and you have been – if you've driven from – I'm just going to say from Florida – to uh, from Orlando to Savannah, Georgia, and okay. you've made that trip, let's say 150 times, you would be able to tell your kid at mile marker 50, there's a Cracker Barrel. At mile marker yeah. 68, there's a restroom. So you get gas at the Cracker Barrel because you got, you know what I'm this saying? sounds just wildly personal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a Cracker Barrel at mile marker 51? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that just like rolled right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a really good McDonald's on mile marker 52. Yeah, exactly. Not on 53. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. 
No, but so before the days, of, here's my point. Like you've made the trip so many times through certain emotions as a parent that you know what right. your child's going to experience when they get on the road. Yeah. Did wow. you? Did that make sense? Yeah. That's good. So you need to know that at mile 51, so, so to speak, emotionally, they're about to run into this. Yeah. yeah. Tell them before they ever get there. Mm, that's good. Tell them before they ever get there. Like start having the You're conversation. You're going to hear this. You're, yes. These are things that you're going to hear in the next few days. Our world is full of this. Chaos. You're going to run into... And it's you know, going to be easy to feel this when you hear this. Can I tell you a story that just came into my mind? Tell me. Mm. All right. So um, I, I forget. We had moved. I was in second grade and we had moved out into the country. At this point, we had not decided to go to a Christian school yet, but I love the public school that I went to in first and second grade. We moved out into the country and my mom actually toured the school. And I'll, this just popped into my memory, okay? Um, and we actually toured the school. My mom comes back. She says this, well, the kids are a little different out here. I'll never forget her saying that. And she goes, so just, and you're in the third grade, so just watch out for people that aren't so nice. Mm. I, I can, And I, I promise you this is about as vivid as vivid can get. I walk into the hall. I turn the corner. And as soon as I turn the corner, another third grader turns right around. I'm new. Turns right around to me and flips me off. <gasps> mm. I mean, I just walked into the school. Dude. And that's what I was like. I was like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, what? why did he? And you know what the first thing that went through my mind was? My mom said these kids are different. Yeah. And that kid's different. Yeah. I'm just telling That's you, I mean, that, crazy. that literally, like, I can I can still see him in the hallway. I can still see him. I, but to be honest, he was kind of doing it to everybody. Yeah, and he was, was just, just one like, of those kids. Yeah. He probably didn't even know what that finger, he's probably telling everybody they were number one. He just thought that was his pointer finger. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm trying to give Dude, the kid the benefit of the doubt. But Have I introduced you to the bottom of my shoe? <laughs> <laughs> But no, my no, point, no, don't do that. Don't my do that point was, yeah. My point was the conversation my mom had with me beforehand. Yeah, right. Like, we would do that with our girls. Like, okay, here's what you— And here. it probably flew past you. Like, you, yes. you didn't meditate on it, but then when it happened, it, then it instant connects. recall. You exactly. Had a re- you had a reference point, and you're like, okay, my, my parents told me this. Yes. And it was, like, almost, like, reassuring. They didn't—you didn't—if if she wouldn't have told you that, you probably would have been like, yes. what the heck? Actually— you know, it, it builds credibility. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that was just, that just reminds me. We were just talking about kids who are like, if you're talking to your kids and you're like, what have you heard about blank? And then yeah. they don't really say anything. Or Correct. you say, how do you feel about blank? Right. And they still don't say anything. Like, this could be the kind of thing that builds the credibility that makes them okay with talking to you about stuff. One. Yeah. Asking questions. One. You see... Making statements sort of shuts things down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Asking questions keeps it moving. Yes. And yes. to Rodney's point, like I, it probably flew through my ear, um, if you will. You know, I didn't really pay attention, but because she sort of was saying, "Here's what you can expect," I was ready to come back and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, "Hey, you were so right." Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, can remember yeah. going back home, and I think I told my dad, like. What's up with this kid? My dad's like, well, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Right? Probably thought his name was like Gerald or something. I don't know. You know, I I have I have no idea. Um, we used to just run over those kids when I was yeah. young. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh me! But as much as you can, to Rodney's point, per age, try to start talking about what you know they're going to experience right. at their age. So because yeah. Raina was in a sorority, she knew sort of moms, and she was mom, Raina was a dancer, and she was all this. So when our girls went into dance, Raina told them, 
Here's what you can expect when you go into the dance room. Oh my gosh. You're going to yeah. expect gossip. You're going to expect chit chat. You're going to expect nasty. Like you're going to, they're going to be rude. And so my girls, they were, they knew they weren't necessarily ready for it. Like they would come back and say, wow, you were so right. But Raina let them know, here's what you're going to hear. They're going to smile at you one moment and talk about you behind your back the next moment. Yeah. You know, they're going to be your friend here. Like she prepped them as much as she could. So try to be the first one to talk. Here's the reason why, to Rodney's point, and most time he would come back and unpack sort of what happened during the day with Harlan, and that's still going to happen. You're not going to be able to talk about every scenario with your kid, but instead of unpacking so much, you're already putting in them, so when the unpacking happens, it's a lot easier. Right. Mm -hmm. The conversation's already started because you said, here's what you can experience, your age, your environment, what you're going to hear, get ready for it. And this is the chance to be the listener. Yes. 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 As the parent, that is your chance to be right. Exactly. Here's number three. All right. So we one, two, one is ask questions. Two, talk about it first. Try as best you can. Number three, teach them how to unpack emotions. Mm, That's important. That's important. Now, yeah. you, you would have thought I'd put that number one. No, but you don't know emotions just yet until you ask questions. Yeah. You see don't how know they respond it. to it. Exactly. Exactly. Till you're doing something with them and you see what are triggers. And so to Rodney's point, this is where you you really listen. Try your best not to talk, guide the conversation, like don't let it stall out, but listen. And then validate. Okay, I'm telling you one of the greatest things that Raina says, and it's so simple, is this right here. I get it. Mm-hmm. My girls are talking, so I get it. I get it. Mine is that stinks, you know. <laughs> you know? Ooh, dang. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I try not to say I get it because I don't want it to be redundant. Oh, oh, but but you do say it. You do I, I say do. it. Yeah, yeah, you're taking that on. I actually I actually like that. Yeah, That's, Raina. She says I feel so valid when I'm around you, man. You do. I get it, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I just did, guys? That was perfect. I just did a Jordan. <laughs> I, t- I went back at you. I, I turned the conversation into a moment of an illustration. Yeah. Wow. Jordan, I'm becoming you. I love you, man. I love you, too. I appreciate that. Thanks. And I feel so valid. I wish you could play some tender music right now, um, <laughs> Jacob, but don't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he, he was almost to... pressed the button, bro. Oh, do you have something? There's no, something Let's throw something no, in no there. Let's, come on. Let's take a break, phone. Let's throw something in. Okay. Uh, this is so... <laughs> what is that? That was... That was inviting you to dance. Welcome back to this week's episode oh my of Frontside Podcast. Today, uh, we're going into the next point, number four. Yes. This, this this sounds more like a video game, like in yeah. the right corner at 166.6 pounds. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's going to go down in that. Nintendo boxing yes. game. Okay, but you got to unpack emotions, all right? Now, listen to this point, please. you got to validate, but here's what I mean by that. Okay, you if you can get this lesson across to your kids, you win in the end. Mm. Show them how emotions are real but not reliable. Mm. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If, so, so true. If you can conv- – now, emotions are real. Like, the hurt's real, the fear's real, the pain is real, mm. the hope is real, the dream is real, the Dude. passion is real. It's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God gave you emotions, and they're real, but they're not reliable. Yeah. So mm. often, it's either one or the other. Boom. Like, it's either – 
your emotions are so valid and just use your emotions or there's the other people that just shut everything down. Yeah. Yes. I'm Say facts, that. facts, facts, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. like my emotions aren't reliable, so I won't have them. 100%. Like, are you not seeing that today? Well, this is oh how I gosh. feel. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, and, and, and this is, and you be careful here because if you've got a girl like I do and like Pastor Ron had three, yeah. you they are they are more emotional creatures. They will exhibit emotion, but yes. that doesn't mean your sons don't experience it. They're usually just more quiet about that processing yeah, emotion. Exactly. So you still gotta have that same conversation. Yes. Um, and because that's just part of knowing. It's your almost kids. worse not knowing. Yes. Not knowing what you're, you know, Cor- what's going processing yes. underneath. So, and that's a great point. So. For both. Just because your girls are more expressive about it doesn't mean they know how to um, rely on them or not rely on them. Yes. And just because your boys aren't talking doesn't mean they're not experiencing emotions. Yes. They are. Okay. Here's number four. Um, if they won't talk, you say, well, Pastor Ron, you, my kid's just a little more like me. I'm a little more introverted. I'm more of a processor. Mm-hmm. If they won't talk, then try to find ways to like use art, give them a journal, uh, talks over food, games, playtime. Like it... We weren't meant to hold in our emotions, which is why the Bible says in First Peter, cast all your anxiety on the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Emotions were meant to be cast, not carried. Yeah. Emotions were meant to be cast, not carried. It's like the pool ball game. You know, when you try to pl- hold the ball under the pool, uh, pool water, swimming pool water, it's going to come out. Yeah. Emotions are that way. They come out in some way. Find a way that speaks to your child. One more time, we're teaching the guiding principles: know your children. Mm. Do they speak through art? Do they speak through play, drama, games, playtime? Do they open up when you, you know, take them yes. to like a restaurant? And just yeah, get when a I was when I was young, I know that whenever I knew a conversation was coming, it was so like alarms were going off in my head. I was like, I do not like conversations. Yeah. And so like your kids might be the same oh, way. Of course they are. Where they just like don't like the the vulnerability of of talking about something like real. Yeah. And so like like you were saying, using these other other things, like especially like over food or like over games or like mm-hmm. something where they're already using part of their brain, right? So that's, their brain's already activated, yes. so they can easily lead into like Correct. open doors. They're also yeah. like when your when your brain is being consumed by other things, you're not likely to be worrying about guarding it. Yeah, so right. you've got more things happening. You kind of let the lower the guards down. You're doing yes. something you enjoy. You're playing Uno or whatever it is. Yes. Correct. Start having that conversation. I remember when I was younger too. Yeah, like as Jordan was saying, like it would almost be like I'd cringe inside. Like I don't want to like focus specifically on this yes. if that makes sense. Oh yeah. But if I was like, you know, I was, you know, playing a game or doing something like that, it was just like right. conversation just rolled and it didn't yes. it, I didn't really think about it too hard. Yeah, cuz like Rodney said it you're not as guarded. Yeah. Okay, we can roll through the last few here really quick. So mom and dad, dad specifically here, you've got to learn how to limit exposure. Mm. Limit exposure, limit their exposure to news, to media. But hang on. Limit their exposure to your own talks yes. around yes. the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Little ears are listening, yep. and they're listening through walls. Yeah. For I'm gonna try to do this. Like you may be talking in your bedroom, and it sounds like this to you and your wife, like just like you hear my voice. But it may be in their bedroom, and they're not hearing what you're saying, but they're hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> 
just the tone of that, mm. they can put it together. Something's wrong. Well, yeah, and, and and even worse, they might think it, you might be passionately talking about a subject matter, and they think you're having an argument. It, you know, that's yeah. like exactly what I yeah. mean. Exact. So limit your own talks around the house. Your kids, honestly, per age, they can't handle you coming home and saying, "Oh my gosh, did you see what happened today?" And this is that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're they're going to internalize that, and they mm. but they don't. They're not old enough to have a baseline um, strong enough to kick it out, to delay it, to hold. You're right. You know what I mean? They yes. don't have it just yeah. yet. Correct. Um, Watch what they hear you say on the phones. Yes. Watch what they hear you talk text. Mm. I'm just those little ears. You think they're back? They're back in the little car seat. You know, playing some game. Yeah. They're listening to you more than they're listening or to that even game. Even if your kid's starting to learn how to read, it's not just talk texting. It's your text texting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they can read your phone now. That one. Hundred percent. Okay. You know, one yeah. one thing I've thought on the the news and media sharing is is sometimes you can't control what your children get a hold of or how sure. they get a hold of it. That's right. But when they do get a hold of it, for example, just anecdotally, I had you know I think it was Harlan who saw something about mortality, like you know the age uh, is is getting worse, and we probably all know why. <laughs> right. We'll just leave that up there. Don't please don't censor us. Yes. Um. But the the average age, but. Also, it's still misinformative. And so right. one thing I always do is just challenge him not to react to the first information Perfect. he gets. Oh, yeah. So it's like I said, yeah, here's the thing, though. If you take accidental death out of the mortality rates, we live longer than any other nation on Earth. Wow. We have more infrastructure. We have more cars, so more people die by accident. So yeah. pro rata, it's, it's not the same. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, it's not so bad. Yes. So, like, and and then he's it sort of desensitizes him when he reads the next thing. He knows there's probably another uh -huh. side to the story. Yeah, or should. That's should. important. So it's something that I started doing just to try to take the edge off of something that you can't control. And at the end of the day, here's what you have to do. At the end of the day, and and, it's, and how to protect your kids, you always have to find ways to connect it back to God. Mm. Yeah. So this number, this last point is actually like the number one dominating principle over all of them. Yeah. And everything you do, turn it right back to God. God has a plan. God has a purpose. Know God's character. If we don't know God's character, to Rodney's point, we're not able to sort of decipher the other side of the story. Mm. Let them know that there that God's God's story has has not ended. God is always writing history, if you will. God God is continually in charge. He knows exactly what's happening and what they're hearing on the headlines is, does not surprise God. But then mm. challenge your children. Like, how are you going to be a strong leader with what you've heard? Mm. What are you going to do with how God has been developing your life? Yeah. Don't turn into just doom and gloom. Turn it right back into purpose. Like God wanted you to hear that for a reason. God wants you working through this emotion for That's a reason. Good. And if you can work through this emotion, you're going to be years ahead of your peers. And God, God may want you to be that, to be a messenger, right. to be a witness. Right. Turn it back to God and every time. believe what you're saying when you tell them that. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, in general, like if we spent as much time fearing God as yeah. much as we do everything that happens in the world, mm. yeah. we would live a much more obedient and, and enjoyable life. Actually, life. Isn't than, that something? Than we do. Absolutely, I believe that wholeheartedly. Dad, you have an important role. 
um, and protecting your your kids to what's going on in our world. We know we live in a fallen world. Things are always going to be falling around them. Mm. And so you can give them more of God's hope and purpose than you can the chicken little syndrome. And But you got to start. You have to know your children. That's the guiding role and rule. Again, the Bible only gives that role in two places. Fathers is specifically given to you. In the book of Joshua, mm-hmm. it says when the time comes their children ask their fathers. And then in the book of Ephesians, it says fathers don't exasperate your children. So twice the Bible has given you control on how you manage your children's emotional, spiritual, um, relational guidance and growth. Only to you is that given. So you have a significant role in that. You can do it. We believe in you. Jordan, do you believe in dads? I believe in my dad, but maybe not all of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. We, I for, believe in the guys that we listen, for, but not We believe else. in you, those dads who are listening. We, we believe in you. <laughs> We believe in you, dads. Yes. I. You know what? The guys that we prayed for in the beginning, the, we believe in them. Yeah. Yes. We believe in dads. <laughs> Jacob, how do we end this? I don't know. Like, like, like we're, share, subscribe. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Bye.